Hi everyone, welcome back to Showing Up with your hosts Babs and I'm Eve. And this is the podcast that is here to make sure you don't give up on yourself and who you want to become in this lifetime. We're here to be your accountability and each other's in our pursuit of better habits. And we do this by setting ourselves monthly challenges. And the theme for this month is posting on Instagram every single day. Every day, 30 days. Every day for 30 days. And we are on week one of the challenge. As well as talk about our 30 day challenges, we also talk about what we've been watching and reading and maybe listening to. Sometimes we do all three. Sometimes we do just one, as you'll find out this week. Um, And then Babs is taking us through our extra topic, our interest piece this week <laughs> interest talked, piece <laughs> yeah i've talked a lot for the last couple of months um so i'm going to take yeah. a step back and listen to our astrology queen as she talks about uh. astrology so i'm not even <laughs> going to try i'm not even going to try to summarize because i have no idea but i'm excited <laughs> so am i so am i i'm very excited to see what my mind comes up with because I am not the astrology queen I am just um, sort of informed so So we'll see you are astrology queen out of the two of us out (laughs) of the two of us okay fair enough relativity Eve (laughs) you know Einstein (laughs) okay so anyway Shall we get into our, our Instagram challenge update? And do you want to just summarise it again? Just because last episode, we didn't really know <laughs> what we were doing. <laughs> so to summarise, peeps, what we're doing is posting every single day on Instagram. We actually created separate Instagrams to our normal Instagrams. <laughs> I don't know why we did this. Maybe it was because it was less cringy for us, less awkward. But yeah, we created separate Instagrams and now we're posting every single day. It's a way of us showing up for ourselves uh, and showing up to the world, which is the whole point of this podcast. So I thought Instagram is the perfect way of translating our vibes, our feel-good vibes of self-love. What ifs? I don't know what I'm saying anymore. But then you're allowed one day to do a throwback. So you're allowed to post one thing that was from ages ago, but every other piece of content that you post has to be an original from the current times. So yes, that's been our challenge. It's been almost a week now. And so Eve, how how's it, how's it been going? Like, how have you been finding it? I've actually quite enjoyed it. Yeah, I've enjoyed it. Like last week I was, I was like, I wasn't skeptical, but I think all the thing of like, what do I do? Do I need a new Instagram? what are people going to think like how's this going to be am I going to get like sucked into something I don't want to be part of all of that has all dissipated and I've really enjoyed it so I've made a new Instagram we'll link our Instagrams and we've also got a podcast Instagram so we'll put all of that in the description the show notes yeah but I've enjoyed it and I did a little bit of an experiment yesterday so I've got my personal account that's not even got that many followers because it's always private and I I just always have private accounts I don't know why get paranoid I think because my name's fairly unusual and common I feel like you can find it instantly so Mm -hmm. I just prefer to keep that private but yeah so I made that new Instagram as did you and we've posted what six well what will be six (laughs) uh pictures so far and I've got no followers other than you (laughs) and and which I'm actually like to begin with I was kind of like okay how do I make this grow how am I gonna 
get more people watching but actually I don't think I want anyone to see it so what I did yesterday so I posted like like an introduction to me like you did I saw yours and I was like that's a great idea so did that posted a few other little bits mainly me just like taking pictures of whatever and kind of editing it quickly and uploading it which I really enjoyed like not worrying about the caption too much just literally like I like this picture here it goes and then yesterday I was like okay need to do something had some music on took a picture of my record player and a record with which has really nice artwork on it so I was like this is cool and I really liked the picture so I posted it up on the non-personal the podcast one Mm -hmm. and then I was like you know what I really like this picture I'm going to post this on my actual one that has followers like friends and friends and put in inverted commas and family people that I went to school and uni with I guess and (laughs) I actually it was so bizarre I found that I actually didn't like the picture on my one that had followers but when I'd go on to my other one that didn't have any followers in the context of that I was like okay cool like I don't really care like I just really like this picture and so it kind of made me think the picture I've uploaded because as an audience actually all I'm thinking about is what people are going to think of it whereas when I know that there's no audience I don't care like then I'm just like feel free yeah 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 and what was (laughs) what was kind of depressing as well yesterday so out of the 135 followers I have four people (laughs) have liked that picture (laughs) (laughs) one of them's you two both two of my parents (laughs) so it was like your brother (laughs) you <laughs> know someone to go to uni with who doesn't even know me that well so that was just like okay that's nice I guess but I just thought like nobody likes it anyway so why am I so hung up about it I don't know but this is the thing it might not be that people don't like it but it may just be like the Instagram algorithm mm. that could be the case um because if you if you got a new account maybe you your the Instagram algorithm will spread it more but then if you got if, if you have more followers and your account is private, maybe it will be shared less. Oh, yeah, maybe. If people see yeah. But I, I totally agree with you with that freedom of just being like, I'll post anything nobody will see anyway. So yeah. I just don't care. Because I've been finding myself like posting more and more stuff about me. And that's like super unusual because my my normal one doesn't have anything of me. It's pr- more it's professional always, than like... Yeah, it's just photographs of than, other people. Yeah. 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 And I don't feel comfortable sharing myself on that one. I don't know why. But then on this one, I'm like, yeah, yeah, you can see me. Like, you can see my outfit. I don't care. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to post about my crushes, like Eddie Vedder. Like- <laughs> oh God, I woke up this morning and I saw that and I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> It really made me laugh because then I saw your story as well and I was like okay she's really into this <laughs> yes I am but yeah I've, I've been finding that freedom as well and um I've also been using more hashtags which is funny um I even tagged Eddie Eddie if you see me please say hello but yeah I've been finding it way more free as well and I like it more and not caring about what you post is really freeing and I think this was what the essence of Instagram was in the beginning, just like posting random stuff and not really caring too much about like what you what you said. And nowadays it's become such a business that it takes away the fun of it because you feel like if I'm posting stuff, then I have to be professional and I have to make this into a business somehow or like it has to it, be. It, it, it's like, yeah, it's, it's a public face. So it's like people will like, I think it's turned into a it's an extension of us now so if it's shitty then that reflects on us rather Mm -hmm. than it just being a platform for posting an outlet yeah Yeah. 
that's very true because I remember like it used to just be like do you remember people used to just post pictures of like their food yeah people enjoyed it but then it was like then there was a whole joke of like oh god no one wants to see what you're eating so then that took that kind of thing away from it and I feel like that's just happened over the years people are like the trends now people are like no we don't want that now it's like you have to be like stood perfectly dressed in front of an amazing backdrop with the most amazing picture of yourself and then people are like oh yeah I like that then I feel like I've just gone so anti what like I've gone way more what I would choose to do well I suppose it is we're just doing what we choose to do yeah no one's following us so no one cares exactly. other than us too, so yeah exactly I, I'm liking that aspect for sure I wish I felt more freedom in my other one because mm. I've had so many Instagram accounts Jesus Christ like so just many like one more life <laughs> <laughs> god so did you change your name or did you just get rid of that account I think I changed the name so it's the one that I have now uh the other one the my other one (laughs) with a more professional photo and then I had I had a different one I had um my first one which is the I think it's babgon 94 and then I have another one that is mango hedgehog (laughs) and then I've got like that (laughs) it's a cute name isn't it and so now yeah I've got like four instas I just I'm I'm very flip-floppy I just give up and then I start a new thing but yes it's been good the challenge right it's been it's been fun it's been challenging at times because it it gets to like 11 p.m and I'm like oh shoot I forgot yeah the sun's gone down what am I gonna do now yeah so I'm like, I have to do a throwback. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. Throwback Thursday, Tuesday, And then I'm like scrolling through my phone like, uh. uh <laughs> <laughs> what do you predict is going to happen? Like, do you have any ideas of like what is going to happen? Because mm, I've been finding that I've been, so I started off as it being public, but then I've privated it again. No. Because I actually yeah. thought that I didn't want followers. So if people, the thing is, if people request to follow me, they can follow me. But I don't know why there's just something that because you make a new Instagram account, it pops up on mm. your other followers. Because I think because it's, oh, it yeah. all gets links. And I'm just thinking, well, I've already got a couple of people like friends that wanted to follow me. And I just ignored them <laughs> because I was like, I don't know if that actually I think that's going to take the fun out of it. Mm, it's almost like okay. if I, it could be people that didn't know me that saw it. That's fine. But people that know me, I don't want them to see that. I don't want to see. I don't know why. Because I think then I think they're judging me. Let them judge. <laughs> Let them judge. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Maybe next week I will have a week of yeah, not being private. Because maybe this is the challenge of it being public. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> that is the point of the challenge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the thing is, you'll let see. yourself be seen. I t- I changed it from this is my pu- new public Insta to this is my second Insta. Change <laughs> 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 the words. <laughs> oh my god so no maybe I'll do that next week then but yeah have you got any predictions yeah. of like how you're gonna feel like do you think you've got any content plans in mind oh god no content plans because I've been having no free time let me see I think I'll, I'm gonna be more comfortable sharing pics of myself because I was very uncomfortable before and it's also made me more aware of how I look which is good in a way um because now I've started yeah no it is and uh, yeah because I've been neglecting that in a, uh, for a while I've not been working out or anything like that. Oh, now okay. I started the, which is good. Like working out is good for your health. So mm-hmm. yeah, I've started the sweat challenge, which is what I was going to say before we started rolling. Um, the sweat challenge is the Kayla Itzines app, uh, the working out app. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. 
And it's really lovely. I love that app. Hashtag sponsor me, please. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, because it's really good because you can have like they they put meal plans on there as well. And it could be vegan as well, which is very nice. They have all the different options. And then you have a little calendar in the app of your workouts and stuff and you can choose to work out without equipment and it shows like the little previews of each exercise it's it's just I love the app it's really mm-hmm. good it's only 30 minutes of working out as well which is so good that's so Not, much more manageable uh, isn't it yeah and it's only three days a week the the hit workouts and then for the other days she recommends to like to walking 15,000 steps and stuff like that but I I haven't been able to do that but just doing the hits I'm happy with insta has made me more aware of my body thanks insta <laughs> you know there's so this many people positive in this I hate Insta because I think it's so critical of my body and you're like I love it I need it <laughs> this is the thing I've not posted in the other one it's stuff of my body because my body because <laughs> because Insta has had that negative effect because people know me as well and I don't want people to see that I'm showing off my butt <laughs> it's weird it's weird isn't it I have that sometimes yeah. where it's then like, you have your crushes following you as well and you're like what if they didn't get this off is, this no. is the thing <laughs> what I wanted to say it was like oh because like so it was really interesting so I I do you know what I've noticed I always say this is really interesting I think it's really interesting when it's not <laughs> it's to me you're I'm like this is really interesting and it's like, <laughs> not waiting not asking if anyone thinks it is I'm just like this is <laughs> be assertive girl yes thank you you know it's interesting (laughs) like I've done it a lot before but like as I mentioned a couple of episodes ago like I use a fitness app as well and I got really really into it I'm still really into it but I was like really really proud of like how I looked and like after the workouts and and there's a whole social like there's a whole online community of people so everyone's sharing selfies and everyone's posting like post-workout stuff so I was doing it as well knowing that no one that followed me had any understanding of what this was but I didn't really care at all because I was like there's no one that follows me that I'm like vaguely interested in romantically anything like that now now that there is I'm like oh oh maybe I shouldn't so I don't know whether I'm going to start doing that on the other insta oh do it yeah because do it I used to really enjoy it because I didn't ever expect any response back or anything. It was just it was just something for me to feel like proud. Good about yourself. Yeah. 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 It's so. for you. It wasn't for anybody else. Yeah. yeah. But if you're going to do that as well. We can do that again at hashtag yeah. a BBG week one. BBG. <laughs> Bikini BBG. body guide. Because I think at uni you were doing them. Like yeah, it. I did it. I did it. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. I remember I did it for like a summer. I did six weeks with Kayla. And then I came back and you guys went and picked me up in Truro Station. And Carolina was like, oh, my God, Babs, you fit. And I was like, oh, thanks. <laughs> I didn't realize, but thanks. <laughs> but then it all went to crap. But anyway. As it does. As it does. When you're but not I was consistent. Thinking as well, because I don't go out, like I don't leave the house. Like, I guess you leave the house. I don't leave the house at all, ever. I use Instagram quite a lot to think like you know what actually I need to like make a bit of effort with my appearance like you were saying good, and, yeah. I'd not th- and I'd not thought really thought about it that much but actually it's kind of nice to make a bit of an effort even if it's just for an Instagram picture I think yeah it is when you're not really trying to impress anyone you just kind of feel like oh I've made an effort to to put on some this non-workout the thing, you need to impress yourself as well mm. yeah See, my therapist said that you have to <laughs> impress yourself Rust yourself <laughs> Yourself. yeah um there's a, a prize for anyone that can tell us how many times bab says that in the last episode before we agree Trust yourself, ladies Stop and, and 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 dudes and, dudes. and dudettes everyone everyone frost yourself 
yes this has been our challenge update it has it has let's draw this to a close um if, if anyone's doing it as well or wants to start doing it let us know obviously follow us on instagram mine will be public yeah it'll be cool to like have a bit of easier interaction with people oh, if yes. they're doing it as well yes. um actually do you want to say the handles now <laughs> yeah okay you say yours <laughs> Mimes, mimes, <laughs> mimes. That's it. Mimes. M I M E S. That's a great name. Um, mine is Babs <laughs> and Stuff. Say it again. <laughs> oh gosh, mine is Babs and Stuff all together, and E obviously because it's now. <laughs> Welcome to the twenty first century. <laughs> yeah, all together, no spaces. <laughs> um, <laughs> no full stops underscores. Um, mine is mine. I say mine was Starry Night Disco because <laughs> I couldn't think of anything. But now mine is Night Sky Disco. So it's Night Sky, all one word. Because it, it, I like how it rolls off the tongue more than Starry Night Disco. It doesn't make any sense. Whereas Night Sky Disco, I feel like you're under the stars, you're having a dance rather than <laughs> Starry Night Disco. I mean, none of it makes sense at all, but just go with me here. That's my Instagram. Okay, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I know you really like the other one. I see your point. <laughs> I see your point. <laughs> also, it's a song, and I didn't want to have, like, a song in case, you know, like, I get really famous. So I want to be an OG. Like, yeah, like... <laughs> but it's difficult coming up with a handle. It is. Yours is no it's not I, I really liked your one I was like oh my god geez hers was so much more original and so That's much more like I, thought. I was like should I change my name <laughs> and stuff that was some even stuff <laughs> followers <laughs> maybe it will following and you'll find out <laughs> <laughs> is she gonna change to even stuff <laughs> she did <laughs> um, but anyway anyway yeah so there are handles and then what's our podcast handle it's showing up babs eve that's our handle all together now <laughs> all together now show <laughs> showing up babs eve, showing up. Babs eve. <laughs> i would have loved if you put that in between <laughs> babs eve <laughs> maybe it will be tune in next week <laughs> Join up Bob's and even stuff. Right, anyway, okay, so would you like to talk about what you've been watching, reading, listening to? I've been watching, so I've been wanting to watch this ever since like the trailer came out on Netflix. It's called I Care a Lot. And it's directed by Jake Blakeson. Jay Blakeson, sorry. I don't know if it, I don't know if his name is Jake. And it's with Rosamund Pike. I love her. She's mm. such a good actress. And I love her face. I don't know. She's got a very elegant face. I really like that. I don't know. Like irrelevant. Anyway. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. So Rosamund Pike, Peter Dinklage, which I was surprised because I didn't see him in the trailer or I don't remember seeing him in the trailer. Aza, Aza, I don't know, Aza Gonzalez, represent last name, Babes, mine's Gonzalez, not Gonzalez, but it's close, and then Diana Weist, so Rosamond, I, I'm just going to say the name of the actors, because I don't remember the name of the characters, she plays a legal guardian to the elderly, so elderly people who have been legally told that they can't uh, take care of themselves anymore, 
Uh, she starts out the movie by saying, uh, there are two people in this world, a lamb, a lamb, a lamb, those who do not fight and submit to pressure and intimidation. And then there are lions. She's a lion. She won't give up until she gets what she wants. She says most people are lambs and this is the natural order of the world. The lion takes out the lamb. Bam. So she has to deal with the geriatrician to send Rosamond patients that this doctor thinks are not fit to take care of themselves. <laughs> and Rosamond comes in, takes legal guardianship of that elderly person, because apparently if the doctor says that this person, this elderly person is not fit to take care of themselves, they can make a, an emergency hearing with uh, the judge and then they can get a legal guardian to take care of the elderly without an authorization from the elderly person so it's interesting and scary um so rosamund pike comes in she she becomes a legal guardian to the these elderly people and then she sends them to a care home sells their all their belongings and waits for them to die in order for her to get a chunk of their money and to get paid that's crazy and then she if if the elderly person has family she doesn't allow the family to go visit the elderly person so they can't contact anybody and so this doctor finds a cherry for rosamond and a cherry is a person who is wealthy has no family so they can't cause any problems and there's no inheritance money that needs to be taken care of so rosamond can keep everything and yes yeah, so they so this doctor finds a cherry this cherry turns out to be Diane Weist. So they, Rosamund Pike with Aza Gonzalez, which is her partner in crime in this film, uh, appear at Diane's doorstep and get her to a care home and take away her phone and everything. But what Rosamund Pike and Aza don't know is that Diane is not who they think that she is. She is not a lamb, apparently. Or she's associated with big lions, lions that might kill so Rosamond being really like, I'm going to get what I want and I ain't going to let any man intimidate my ass. She plays games with these dangerous people. And so it's really interesting. This film is really good. It's actually really, really good. And it, it plays with the ethics as well of what she's doing and the ethics of care homes and just being able to lock elderly people away and, and just pretending that they're insane. And treating them like they're crazy and don't have any, like they can't take care of themselves. It's really interesting. It goes into the whole idea that the care home thing is an industry and it's associated with the pharmaceutical industry as well. And maybe it's a big monopoly to to just gain money out of exploiting old people, which is really interesting. Just a really interesting topic. It's a really good film. I'm not even going to tell what's going to happen. I'm not going to ruin it for you. I'm not going to spoil it. It's really good. It's really good. And Peter Dinklage is obviously a lion that is associated with Diane Weist. Mm. That's all I'm going to say. That sounds really it, good. It was, it's really good. It's on Netflix, already out. Watch it. I watched it last night, so I had something to say for this <laughs> podcast, but also because I really wanted to see it. It's like two hours long. What mm. about you? What, what have you been watching? So I watched, where is it? Um, so this like opposite end of the spectrum, this is just, it's just over an hour long. It's an hour and five minutes, this film, which kind of annoyed me when I rented it for five pounds. I was like, oh, <laughs> okay, it's only an hour. The film is called Host. I watched it on Amazon, but it's not free anywhere. So you, I guess you can just rent it off. It's with Jake Gyllenhaal, or am I confused? It's something no, else. that's the other one. Oh, continue. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I just get oh, really excited when you mention Jake. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
so no so this one is low budget british horror film basically so it's directed by rob savage who his name's really familiar and his face is really familiar as well but I, i haven't actually looked into what else he's done um but yeah it's available to stream on whatever you want it on i know it's on itunes as well so it's just over an hour long and i'm not going to give away why um because there is a reason for why it's so short which i loved so basically the premise is that um or like the gimmick i suppose is that it's all on zoom and it's a american girl she's probably like our age living in her flat during lockdown and she is inviting all of her friends to come and join and there's like six girls and I think one guy and they, all the rest of them are English and they're all in their homes either with their parents or in their flat on their own whatever and they're all having a seance that night so it's all meant to be really fun but what you see right at the start is that the American girl clearly has like a poltergeist or something things are constantly banging in the background so you instantly Ooh. like okay hang on a minute something's gonna I got you yeah they invite this medium in to lead the seance but it's over the internet so the usual things of holding hands in order to break any contact they aren't there so there's all these complications around when things start going wrong internet cutting out needing to get back in and back, back online all of that stuff but obviously you're only watching it through through one screen obviously so you can't they're not you're not getting different angles you're literally you're just seeing what their webcam is seeing so it's similar to like unfriended if you've watched unfriended but it's kind of better than that because like I watched it on my laptop so it was literally like I was watching zoom like just I was like part of zoom it was it's just really really good really immersive definitely spooky I watched it in like the middle of the day and even I still found it spooky it was just it was really 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 good there's not really anything more I want to say about it but I, I guess you can you know it's fairly generic like you can kind of guess what's going to happen but it's just really clever and I wish there was more like that like I would watch a million of those types of films I don't know any of the actors in it which I think is good particularly when it's meant to be real so you don't feel like you're watching someone and you're like oh well that's just that actor that I've seen a million times like I don't know who any of these girls are and it's fun little surprise at the end um which is also really cool like it's basically they were saying that they consulted a medium for this entire thing and it was meant to be filmed in person but then obviously they couldn't so that they it's it's just really cool because you feel like you're watching a lockdown film but it's not then they're not making a joke out of the fact that it's like oh it was meant to be like this so pardon the low budget it's like no this is I don't know kind of almost like Blair Witch Project sort of feel mm-hmm. found footage but from a laptop so yeah I would recommend if you're going to watch it watch it on your laptop because it genuinely fit like it fits the screen you can see everything you see her mouse you see all of it it's like you're literally just on zoom so it's cool yeah you should watch oh it oh my god that sounds amazing that sounds yeah. really good I need to watch it okay, and don't cool. watch it on your phone because it'd be too small because obviously like it segments it into six it's so many people yeah six or seven or something see. so yeah but oh okay. it's so good instantly I was like I want to watch it again <laughs> oh oh that's a good okay it's on my list and then also just briefly we talked about a lot of this last week but I managed to watch Framing Britney Spears so I've finally seen that now even though we kind Uh of like talked about it a little bit but it's really good I'm not good obviously we talked about it a lot but um so it's the Washington Post so I know the New York Times video or film so I think it's about an hour again just over an hour you can get it on Sky now I think they've got the rights to it and I have a feeling that Netflix and Amazon are trying to battle it out to get the rights to stream it but it was very enlightening it was exactly what I thought it was going to be 
like they didn't really go in on anyone like I'd kind of thought when they talked about all the stuff where Justin Timberlake had to apologize for his part in whatever I thought it was really going to go in on the involvement Mm -hmm. of certain people but it didn't which I thought was really good it just kept it very much like these are the facts Britney yeah yeah this is the whole free Britney movement this is why it's interesting this is her upbringing yeah it's cool so if you get a chance I would Mm -hmm. I would definitely watch it just like I watched it with my mum and she had absolutely no idea about any of it and she was like, mm. I cannot believe that all of this is going on. God. Um, okay, I need to watch it for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's good. So yeah, that's what I've been watching. What about listening, reading, anything else? Well, I've been listening a lot to Eddie Vedder singing. Because <laughs> he's such a hunky-dory. Yeah, uh, listening to um, album 10 by Pearl Jam a lot and uh yesterday night i was watching i was watching i was washing my laundry by hands hand washing my laundry and uh i just put my headphones on and i was listening to pink floyd and the wall um and then i was just like grooving it was just so nice uh there's something about the wall as well that really brings like makes me think about life as well very philosophical album for anybody who wants to listen and hasn't heard of Pink Floyd which are people out there that haven't I've never listened to the wall I don't think I've ever chosen to Pink Floyd (laughs) yeah Yeah, no you've not discovered yet would you not like it or um I think it was just like my parents are very musical so I listened to a lot of what they listened to and they were not Hmm. like prog rock fans so it it was never something that I like listened to a lot growing up so I feel like now's the time to give it a try I know, there's just something about it you know I think not you're not included in this you know when people talk about Pink Floyd they're like like it's the best thing ever like I cannot believe that you've not kind of almost shame you and make you feel like it's it's like, like I can't be asked mm-hmm. you know when people get really really into something and they're like you mm-hmm. have to listen to it it's going to blow your mind mm-hmm. and then it just really puts you off yeah <laughs> I, I, know, I know so maybe I need to just have a silent just- moment and just allow yourself to experiment I advise you to listen to um either dark side of the moon first or you know I really like division bell but maybe um division bell is more like musical rather than it's less singing it's more about the melody and stuff and I used to put division bell on and dream about like being in the Arizona desert and just being with my 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 bae and (laughs) and just looking at the stars and it turns out that the 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 video clip for it has the universe starts with the universe or like the world and I was like oh my god so relevant or the music that I used to listen to which is marooned when I was daydreaming about that yeah I advise Division Bell or is it Wish You Were Here is that the name of the album or just the song I know that song yeah 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 Yeah. and then their older stuff is more like prog rock more experimental rock um yeah, Dark Side of the Moon is a great one for you to start with. And then The Wall is very much a story, has a, like this huge storyline of this uh, this character, Pink, that is, I think, grew up in the war, Second World War, and then he became a rock star. And But then his relationship with his mother was really bad and his mother sheltered him. And, and then he eventually became comfortably numb and then he's like... Oh, comfortably numb. Okay. I'm yeah, yeah. Okay yeah and then yeah it goes through a story of his life up to the point where he gets just uh, comfortably numb and then something happens and then there's a film as well um there's a musical of the wall Mm. and I would advise you if you if you want to get an intro into them also watch that film 
because it's it's great because it's a musical it's more interactive and you see exactly what the story is behind the album mm. and it's so good it's so good and then when you watch the comfortably known section you're just like crying your balls out like oh my god I felt this before in my life <laughs> I felt this before in my life I watched it when I was like 16 and I was like oh my god this is my teenage life I feel understood <laughs> yeah I mean you do uh and it really captures well these like little moments that you have in life of like disappointments and stuff like that well I'm finding that like a lot of rock prog rock it's just about it's like emo before emo was a thing yeah teenage just, boys. just in a different way yeah yeah like I um watched last night actually Quadrophenia and I've not seen that before and that's very similar to The Wall I think mm. like music of The Who it based on their like rock opera mm. that they wrote and Quadrophenia it was made in the 80s with there's like tons of famous like East End actors now like uh, Ray Winston is in it when he was like 1920 and then Phil Daniels who's in the park life you know by Blur mm -hmm. him but it's yeah it's basically very similar like he's a mod and in the 60s and there's obviously like mods and rockers and it's basically them riding around on scooters driving down to Brighton and having and but he's like part of it but he's not part of it he's like there are these moments where he's just like let down and he's disappointed and then you've got the music in the background basically explaining what the character's going through because it's a story so yeah I, I really enjoyed it so I think I'd like the wall like if it's if it's similar to that which I think it will be but yeah watch Quadrophenia it's very interesting okay. if you like the who, or even if you don't like the who I don't really listen to the who but my generation's in it which is obviously a banger so a banger <laughs> absolute banger <laughs> it slaps I love Pimple Wizard what else and then yeah Listen to 10 by Pearl Jam defo good 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 uh, the lyrics are amazing also very like angsty but in a really good way like really the melody is great and the singing is fantastic Eddie Vedder has an amazing voice and the way that he sings is just very dynamic and very into the feels. It's very, all of the feelings are captured in his singing, I feel. Like, all of the senses. Visceral. Yeah, yeah, it's very visceral, his singing, I find. Um, I think he also ruined his voice with that, because now he can't he can't sing some of the stuff that he used to sing. Oh, uh -huh. the, like, classic aging thing of, like... Because I think I've only really listened to... He abused to... his voice. Yeah, because it's really gravelly, right? It's yeah, like... and now he can't go high. Because he no. used to be able to go high, it's sad. Mm. Yeah, I think I've heard I've heard a couple of Pearl Jam songs, but mm. I know him from the Into the Wild soundtrack. You know that he did. Mm. Like, yeah, he did. All of that. Yeah. So I know him like older, but I've not mm -hmm. listened to any like Pearl Jam. New. And he was Pearl friends Jam. with Chris Corn Chris Cornell, wasn't he? Yeah, he yeah. was until he Both passed away. Yeah. So I think I feel like I know of him, but I've never actually again given Pearl Jam the time of day which I probably should. I don't know why. Like, I feel like the friends I had at school, these all these lads I used to hang around with really put me off all that kind of music because they were so, oh. so into it that it was like, that was it and nothing else. And all they talked about was that. And it was just like, oh, I really don't want to think about this right now. So maybe now's the time to, now that you, now I know you listen to it. It's like, oh, okay, that's okay. Yeah, I do. I do like totally listen to it. It's fine. Yeah. You're, you're fine. <laughs> I still listen to Ariana Grande and Beyonce and I can still enjoy some Pearl Jam. I was actually lucky because the pro progressive rockers in my time, the alternative peeps that I hang out with, they also listened to Miley Cyrus, which is crazy <laughs> to me. Oh, so you had a <laughs> they were time. like a fan of like Miley Cyrus, which is insane. You Not could even say know, like, they like the best of both worlds. They did. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Drop the puns. Yeah. But yes, that is that is it. Um, have you been listening to anything, reading? Not really. You've not. not really. Yeah. I've I've had one of those weeks. I've not really done anything. Um, although maybe uh. I have. Li- I feel like I've been listening to some. Well, there was something I was going to listen to, and then I hadn't, so I can't talk about it. I'll talk about it next week. But I'll okay. sh- shout out to the WWF podcast that I've listened to a snippet of. It's only twenty minutes. Um, I didn't even know they had a podcast. It's so new. It was new to me. Yeah, there's actually ah. one episode, and I couldn't even listen to that. Um, but yeah, they launched. I think it's WWF UK. So I think it's like the UK branch of it. I used um, to donate to them. Yeah, I do. Month. Yeah, oh. they're just they're just they're just all around great <laughs> cause. Um, but the first one is with David Attenborough, and what appealed to me the most was that the little snippet that they had on Instagram was uh, asking Sir David um, what he like what are the hopeful things that he's seen like what are the encouraging things that he's seen in his like career which I thought was really good because I know he's very good at that but he was kind of talking about like the whale population and how 40 years ago they were basically extinct and now they're like flourishing so like it's as in like it basically it's possible to change anything we just have to change it which is I think a really nice message but anyway I'll I'll report back when I've actually listened to it next week But have you been doing that? Yes, I have. <laughs> Segway. <laughs> okay. Segway, I've been reading or started to read. Uh, I'm like on page 10 or something. Actually, page 41. Because I skipped most of the preface and introduction because it's boring. Um, so I've been reading Nonviolent Communication by Marshall B. Rosenberg. Oh, Because I'm really violent. <laughs> 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 I need help. Um, So this book is a book that aims to help people communicate in a way that is less violent and less prejudiced and ask for what you want in a really respectful manner to learn to listen and to not be faced by what other people like say about you or or just like how people communicate with you because it reflects more on them and their beliefs and their principles than you. So I kind of like it's similar to, um, yeah, so this book reminds me of uh, Chris Foster's Never Split the Difference book, which is uh, an FBI book of how to like influence people and negotiate. It's all about how you communicate, how you listen. And it's very similar to this book, Nonviolent Communication. So I think everything's related that I've been reading really of uh, Mm self-help books. You kind of see where the influences are of the newest stuff and then this non violent communication thing it's so old now um it's been around for ages and so people get that influence and put it in the new in new forms Mm -hmm. um so this is the og of that (laughs) thing essentially so i'm just starting to read it and it's very interesting because i need to learn how to communicate and how to ask for what i want and understand more like what i'm feeling and that sort of Mm -hmm. thing and be more more aware because sometimes like i know something upsets me but i don't i can't quite pinpoint why at the time that it happens I need to like reflect on it to then understand what I was feeling so I, I kind of have to be a bit more quick with that with that connection with the thought process okay. yeah exactly <laughs> the link, yeah, yeah has to be quicker so yeah that's what I've been reading um oh, nice. I've not read anything yeah. so um so let's move on <laughs> so let's move on but no you've done well this week you've watched some interesting things and read some interesting things and you, you've done the yeah. Done all three. You've done the the Holy Trinity. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> Finally, I do, I've done the Holy Trinity. Considering <laughs> you've been busy as well. Sorry. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, the the last. Well, all of this was like in the last couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> it was coming. It was coming.
Jazz. Shall we get to the point of this podcast? The yes. main topic? Let's get. Which is your birth chart. Yes. So I'm hoping that you'll be able to explain to me the relationships between each thing more. Yeah, like, each I don't thing. know whether you want to like, <laughs> focus less on like me being, because I don't want everyone to hear that I'm like really difficult when it comes to to communicating how I'm feeling to romantic partners you know that kind of thing so like we don't <laughs> need to say that I'm, the like, I'm a really good friend or whatever um may, maybe try and make it like less because I was just having a quicker look through and I was just less like, vulnerable yeah okay. le- yeah more just like generally speaking like what the relationship is between like the planets and okay stuff. maybe okay. maybe just so that it's not like I, I, I won't put you in the spot <laughs> Okay. Don't worry. It was just like a little guidance because I have like yeah. this, uh, three pages long of like Eve's birth chart <laughs> interpretation here. Um, uh, and no, no prouds. Uh, uh, I'm doing this gladly. And it's really interesting seeing your chart as well, assuming that you actually were born at 7.30 in the morning. I was. Uh, okay, then this is accurate. So Eve, let me explain or start explaining for peeps that are astrology illiterate what a birth chart is so everybody knows you got like 12 you've got 12 signs uh astrological signs so it's like aries taurus gemini cancer leo virgo libra scorpio sagittarius capricorn aquarius me (laughs) and pisces (laughs) so eve is a taurus and then you've got so you've got 12 signs so imagine um Imagine a wheel or a circle because, you know, the universe is round. And then you've got the circle divided into 12 little pieces. And each each piece represents a, a star sign. And then inside yes. the circle. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I should agree. Yes, I, I can see this. Yes, you can understand. Okay. <laughs> and then inside the circle, you have a smaller circle that is also divided in 12 pieces. But each of these 12 pieces are now called houses. And each of the houses represents like uh, an area of your life. And each of the houses is kind of represented by a star sign, but it doesn't have to fall on the exact star sign that it represents. Because depending on your ascendant, which is where the horizon was at the time of birth, <laughs> Eve looks so confused. Okay, this is where I get confused. So I'm like, I'm a Taurus. Yeah, like next week I'll communicate really well. But when it comes to like, <laughs> what's your ascendant in, I'm like, I, I, I don't know what that is. I don't, or, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So the ascendant is essentially the point where the sky was at at the time you were born. I mean, everything is the birth chart is that. But um, the ascendant is where the horizon was, where the sun. Yeah, no, that makes That's sense. How so I can explain it. That's how I can explain it. Yeah. like the whole world around like the whole universe around the, the earth depending mm-hmm. what the below the horizon yeah yeah okay I'm with you yeah exactly exactly um and so your horizon was well the start of your horizon I don't know how to explain this but your your ascendant is Gemini so it is Gemini you were right it's confirmed okay. Yeah, it's confirmed. It is Gemini and your descendant, which is 180 degrees away from the ascendant, is Sagittarius. So it's the opposite. So the opposite of Gemini in the circle is Sagittarius, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Breathe. Mm -hmm. You can understand. And then 
you have a different point. So you have the ascendant and the descendant, which is on the horizon line. But one is the start of the horizon. The, the other one is the end of the horizon, imagine. And then you've got the, the point where the sun was at its highest point in the day. Mm-hmm. It's called the midheaven. Mm-hmm. And then the opposite of the midheaven is the icy. I have no idea what it stands for. Mm-hmm. Right? So the ascendant is where the first house begins. So imagine the ascendant. Okay, let me uh, count no, down. No, no, I'm, with you, I'm with you. Breathe, I'm with breathe. you. I'm just, it's just a lot of work. I'm going to explain. No, no problem. You've got the big circle is divided into 12, right? Where the signs are. So you've got all the signs. It's divided into 12 houses equally. So it's 30 degrees by sign mm-hmm. in the circle. And then so the ascendant point can, can be at any degree within these 30 degrees of availability of the sign. Oh, like yeah. okay. you can have Gemini in the, you have 30 degrees of Gemini, but it could be in on like the 22nd degree of Gemini. Oh, this okay. ascendant. And so the ascendant will represent where the first house begins, which is the little circle inside the big circle that then can oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, make okay. up a whole system inside mm-hmm. of whatever. Which is why I and see then, those lines that are going between each yeah. yeah well yeah yeah kind of <laughs> you like yes. it. <laughs> you have the aspects then between planets but that's a different thing the first house is represented by where the ascendant is the start of the first house is where the first ascendant is where the f- what the start of the first house is where the ascendant is starts okay and then you've got the descendant, and the descendant is usually, well, it is the start of the seventh house. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the midheaven is usually the start of the tenth house. Mm-hmm. And then the IC is the start of the fourth house. Okay. But then because of, you know, Earth changing, it's like pointing the axle, the axle of the Earth. I don't know. Earth has its movements and well, stuff. And so... Yeah. And its axis and and so it means that um it won't be like a straight cross like a perpendicular cross like this so the midheaven the ic and then the ascendant descendant lines won't mm-hmm. be a straight cross it can be like whatever angled yeah. yeah um and so it means that your houses may be shorter or longer than usual than 30 degrees okay right so one house can have like starts in in Taurus and it can end in cancer but skipped Gemini in between so it's Gemini's intercepted so Gemini is skipped in that house where if it had 30 degrees it would hit Gemini as well Taurus Gemini but then it can because of this okay. different axis uh, yeah you're not understanding but it's fine. it's fine don't worry just go check it out just go <laughs> google freaking birth chart and you can understand but let's get to the point so then you have the planets and so the birth chart is like a it's like a photograph of where the planets were in relationship to the earth at the time that you were born so you got planets in the constellations you got planets in like Sagittarius Taurus so that's where the sun was in Taurus the time you were born, at the time you were born, and the day you were born, and the month you were born in. Mm-hmm. So that's the star sign that most people know, the sun, where the sun was placed. And then you have you have Mercury, you have Venus, you got Mars, you got all the planets. Mm-hmm. And then Pluto is also considered shush, your mouth. It's just astro, 
places. Not you, you got your mouth closed, <laughs> but I can hear all the listeners being like, well, Pluto was not technically a planet. Well, I bitch, think we lost a couple of listeners a while ago when people started talking <laughs> about astrology. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're still here, well done, you're, you're uh, part of this. <laughs> yes. Welcome to AstroZone. There is actually yes. something just, this just reminded me in, um, oh. so I know it's different, like the, ast- I know the astral plane, it, like seances have nothing to do with astrology, I get it, but it's just <laughs> made me laugh because in Host, the film I was talking about, um, there's a guy that comes on, he's like really skeptical about the entire thing, and he says to everyone, I'm going to take a shot every time she says astral plane, <laughs> and this woman and she's just like, the astral plane, and they're all like, shot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just makes me laugh because because it's like he knows nothing about it but he knows the astral plane because it sounds really <laughs> serious and intense so yeah <laughs> that's good making a mickey out of it is good i like it um anyhow but eve so let's get to your chart essentially because i want her to it but anyhow eve you got your your ascendant is gemini as i've previously mentioned which we have in common uh, does that mean we yeah. get is that why we get on does yeah do you have any kind of like if you've got the same sign in the same like house oh. does that make people get on yeah it can have uh we have synastry charts which is like where you put one person's birth chart on top of your chart to see if you connect oh. um yeah and you've got aspects it's very complicated it gets people complicated do that, don't they? like when they when they're like yeah that's what I, that was what it was um when I watched, there was like an Indian matchmaker on Netflix that I oh watched a while ago, and she uses she birth charts when she's matching people up because they've obviously never met. So she, but she goes to to someone and they and they do the the charts for them to like. And does it work out? Sometimes, sometimes like she, she <laughs> like know. she makes a living out of it. Like she is like no, like not, not notorious. Notorious makes it sound like she's like dodgy, but she's like really well known and successful matchmaker. It's on Netflix. Oh, you better send me it. this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, interesting you go on but anyhow i think you've got pretty good aspects and planets and good locations Thanks. um so let's start with your first house is in gemini your second house is also in gemini and it's about to leave gemini but it's still there uh your first house represents uh your body and how other people see you perceive you so people uh, being in Gemini people perceive you as a really con- communicative person and you're really chatty and you're not one to like stand back and say nothing you're not re- reserved you 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 got bands and uh <laughs> peeps like that and that's how people see it if people see you what am I saying um anyhow then you got the second house and the second house represents your value um your talents natural talents and abilities and also um how you make money in a way yeah how you make money yeah how people perceive you second is second is money value your own value self-value and how you make money okay the money house um and it's in gemini as well so maybe you'll make money doing different activities because Gemini is a very, very scattered sign. So we got that in common. Uh, <laughs> it's a very scattered sign. Um, so maybe you'll do d- different activities. And also because then you get really complicated stuff. Because your Mercury is in Taurus. And it's in the 12th house. The planet rep- that represents Gemini is Mercury. Uh, which is a planet of communication. 
mm-hmm. and it's the planet of um also little, like like businesses side businesses hustles whatever being the ruler of the second house which means like your second house falls in gemini so you have to look at where mercury is to get a better understanding of your second house okay i'm very complex but your second house uh, of money value whatever is your your mercury is in taurus in the 12th and so i think that means that whatever however you make money it will be in various different different skills i think various different little things but it will be in touristy like thing. So it will be creative at the same time. It will be something that stands for a long time. It won't be like, it won't be wishy-washy things mm. either in a It'll way be because you like stability. Yeah, it would be very earthy Taurus like mm-hmm. stuff. At times it can mean also because Taurus, Taurus is a really hardworking sign. At the same time, it can be a very lazy sign or very comfortable sign in where it is. So it doesn't need to change up things as much if if you get what I'm what I'm saying yeah, yeah, yeah. what I'm yeah. saying is it's not a very adaptable sign it's very stuck in its ways mm-hmm. uh, at least that's what they say so the way you make money it will be very long lasting and it might be a struggle for you to to see other ways of making money because you stay stuck in your ways with Taurus there in the 12th uh, with Mercury in the 12th uh, in Mercury in Taurus Jesus Christ if right. that makes sense, Eve. <laughs> Great, it fantastic. Sense. It's just interesting. I'm just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Makes mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, sadly, that's true. Yep, okay. <laughs> we adapt or we don't, but we move on. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think it's one exactly. of those things. It's, it's interesting because I know we've only done a little bit of it but so far, but like when everyone talks about it, as you say, like they talk about like the sun, mm-hmm. as their, you know, as their star sign. And so many times you read through and you're like yeah that doesn't that doesn't make that doesn't resonate because there's other this is, it's way more complex yeah yeah so anyone that's still not sure and they're all they read it, it and they're like oh that doesn't mean anything because I'm not like like I always thought oh I'm not particularly stubborn mm-hmm. but then you think about it in the different aspects of like change and adaptability and whatever then it's like oh maybe I don't know. <laughs> maybe it makes sense and that's not me just manipulating myself to, to fit into a star sign as well. Anyway, do go on. Going on. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's also in the 12th house. And the 12th house is your Mercury is. And the 12th house is a house that is about hidden things. It's about solitude, isolation. So you might have tendencies to isolate yourself or just to isolate. Not, not, or to make how you make money not visible to other people. Mm-hmm. You might be quite secretive with that. And um, not that you're going to do mean things and horrible things behind, you're not going to work in the shadows. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> but it's just, it's just that you're going to be more private about that. And maybe also because you also have um, Gemini in the first house or first house in Gemini, it means that other people don't have as much access to you 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 quite like to isolate yourself I think okay you're like <laughs> story <of my> life. <laughs> I'm like is that is the could this explain everything <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting it's I think what's I think I'll save my thoughts to the end mm-hmm. oh you can you can say something now well, to make it more interactive it's it's interesting because the stigma that you get about it with this kind of thing is that people expect that it's it's, it's so generic 
mm-hmm. or that it's or that you change your perception of yourself to fit it but actually what mm-hmm. I think is interesting is that it, I think it just makes you assess habits which I, I don't yeah. think is a, an unhealthy thing even if at the end of it you're like well that was a load of crap because actually I'm like this 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 and this at least you've kind of taken it's stock a of, com- of, of, of who you are and how you're perceived and exactly exactly it's a way a lot of people go into this as a way to self-reflect and see like oh am I really like this like what what areas do I need to improve if I have if I struggle with this what can I do to make it better that kind of Mm -hmm. thing yeah it's really interesting and then but yeah you like to isolate yourself and people people like you but when you let yourself be shown be seen okay I think interesting third house is the house of communication short distance travel also a house of in a way skills as well but um skills that you learn more than skills that you have uh also i'd like to say something with the second house you have mercury and taurus as well representing the second house so your talents your hidden talents because it's also in the 12th your mercury and it's in taurus it's your voice Oh, Mercury and Taurus people are known uh, for their singing voices and being good at singing, which is interesting because you are. <laughs> I do sing, so. Uh, yeah, you do sing. Oh, yeah, I mean, Eddie Vedder, speaking of him, he has loads of stuff in Taurus as well. So it's it's a total thing. It's, it's there we a go. thing. There we go. Wow, it's yeah. a thing. It's a thing. It's official. It's, Me and Eddie, it's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's official. <laughs> so, third house uh, skills uh, that you learn um, your your thinking mind, your short distance travel, blah, blah blah, is in Cancer. Cancer is more of an emotional sign. It's uh, ruled by by the flow of things. Uh, so. I think your intelligence, well, knowing you now, I'm like totally like, yes, because I know you. I think <laughs> you're very, you're a very emotionally intelligent person. I think you're very logical with your emotions, even like you allowed them to be felt. But at the same time, it's like you're, you're really just logical about them, I think. So it's quite yeah. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That may, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And it might also be because the ruler of cancer is moon. Uh, and so your moon is in Aquarius. Hi, babes! <laughs> hey, your moon is in Aquarius. And Aquarius is a very logical, in a way, it's a very, I'm not a logical person, but it's a, it's a more I think like, you're logical. I think you're logical. Mm-hmm. But it's a more logical sign, a more cold, uh, not cold, but like distanced sign it likes to like evaluate in the distance mm-hmm. yeah it brings distance to the situation and evaluate things so I think you're the ruler of the third house being in Aquarius is it it's I think it's a positive thing I think it just makes you very intelligent and and very different in how you think as well and you think with your emotions but at the same time your emotions are very logical and you can kind of create a distance between you and your emotions to think about what you actually feel okay yeah that makes sense okay yes yeah yes then your ic your fourth house fourth house represents your home your place of comfort uh your it can also represent like your emotional state of being just where you feel more most nurtured and that sort of thing i think Mm -hmm. and it also represents your early childhood right 
<laughs> dun, 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 comes dun, dun. Here comes the trauma. No, I'm joking. <laughs> yeah. Here comes the trauma. So it's in Leo. <laughs> okay. Your thing is in Leo. And um, Leo is ruled by the sun. And the sun sometimes can represent the father figure. And what I've read was, oh gosh. No, <laughs> my, no my parents are Cancer and Leo. So actually, oh my god, no way. Like, that makes, yeah, that's not says a lot. Oh my god, that's crazy. Some things. <laughs> yeah, so your father might have been a Leo. <laughs> you might have some frustrations there because Mars is there. Mars, where Mars is usually brings frustrations and also brings some ambition to some aspects because mm-hmm. frustration can lead to ambition. Like driving. Yeah, drive to overcome situations. Yeah, so in your childhood, there might have been like almost like uh, ego battles with your dad. Me and him. Yeah, maybe. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> then you got the fifth house in Leo. Fifth house in Leo is like the best placement because it has um, the archetype of Leo. So it's all about having fun, all about performance, uh, performance arts, and all about cinema. And the fifth house represents uh, your hobbies, your enjoyment, where you find pleasure. Okay. Um, also romances, uh, oh, like so. flings. Flings. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> And so being in Leo, you like like big romances and you like uh, drama and you like um, you like cinema and you do, which is like totally, totally interesting. And with your son, because it's ruled by the sun, right, Leo, and with your son at the 12th in Taurus, it means that you'll be liking more artistic stuff more because Taurus is ruled by Venus and Venus is the planet of beauty of art of romance and so in the fifth the fifth house being represented by Leo and Leo having its ruler in Taurus it means that you're just like really Venusian things that are related to performance performing arts and maybe theater maybe maybe even singing I think it's a very Leo thing even though it's a very tourist thing as well but being in on stage and that sort of thing is a very leo thing but you also have um chiron in that house chiron is the place where well it's the it's not a planet but it's a celestial body okay (laughs) celestial body that is called the wounded healer so wherever it is is where you find your wounding your wounds where the stuff that hits you the most and that you had trauma with Okay. And that you have to overcome and then you become kind of a teacher in that area. Like I've overcome this, like I can do it. If you can do it, if I can do it, you can do it too. Ah, show it up. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, childhood trauma. <laughs> Tune in for that juicy topic. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so Chiron being there, maybe you had some kind of trauma with being criticized because your Chiron is also in Virgo even though your fifth house starts in Leo your Chiron is in Virgo and Virgo is a place where you get really criticized um and a lot of self-judgment as well comes into that um so maybe in the fifth house maybe you judge yourself a lot or you've been judged a lot in in the stuff that you like to do in your hobbies and having like flings and having maybe you have a lot of self castration if that makes sense in that area okay maybe you don't allow yourself to shine as much as you feel like you want to um 
I don't know if that resonates. Please give me some feedback because I'm pulling it out of my air. (laughs) It may do, it may not. I'll tell you later. (laughs) I feel like I just don't want this to just be like someone that listens to this and then they're like, we know everything about this girl. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I don't want it to be. Okay, well, tell me after. (laughs) Yeah, I'll tell you after. Tell me after we stop recording. Then. So but this is exactly it, though, isn't it? Because you're not wanting to show yourself. Not to people in the fifth I don't house. Know. I don't want oh, to. Oh, yeah, exactly. To this. Well, this is totally your Mercury in the 12th house. Like, oh, do. okay. <laughs> and also, you're wounding in the fifth house because fifth house is all about like showing yourself as well to the world and show your, showing your creative abilities. And it's just, just like being proud of who you are and showing yourself. I don't, I don't have, I don't think I have a problem. It's not that that I'm having a problem with. I think it's that I just don't want anyone to listen to this and just know literally <laughs> exactly how my personality is. It's just a privacy thing, I think. <laughs> All right, then, fine. We'll move on to the sixth house, <laughs> which is the house of work. Okay. Oh, like daily routines, anyway. Mm-hmm. And um, being in Libra, Libra is the sign of relationships and of the caring of other people, pleasing other people, of relationships, of like stable relationships. And also of Libra is also ruled by Venus, which means you want to do something in life that is quite Venusian and very like artistic and very um, of the senses. Senses. <laughs> very sensual healing <laughs> um what an uncomfortable song that is <laughs> it really is isn't it yeah when it comes um, on at a party everyone's like oh, this is a bit too much <laughs> yeah so it's that house and it's uh your venus is in the 11th house as well so what that it says about you is that your work or your daily routines that are usually represented by your work or your health like how you treat yourself blah blah first of all it's very venusian you like things that are more more like female things the female ways of working out or like female ways of taking care of yourself or okay. a more feminine okay. ways of taking care of yourself and also more artistic ways of of showing up in your routines and also you like routine uh, you like the things that you like are more related to the public or like to groups of people because you have your Venus in the 11th house and the 11th house represents people, other people, and it represents groups of people and communities. And I think you really enjoy in your daily activities and your daily routine to be involved with the public or to be involved in communities of people. I think you're really driven in that sense from you. And I think your work life will really have to do with communities and building communities or just working with communities in some form that could be the internet as well My and it could also be going to be on communities so that's interesting <laughs> holy shiza bitch yeah. dropping truth bombs everywhere babs. <laughs> yeah i know and you it's a venus thing you really enjoy it venus is like a thing that you really enjoy mm. so it's you're really interested in the internet culture which is the 11th house as well and you're really interested in social media stuff, not that you're involved in it because you do have Saturn in there, which we'll speak about it about in a second. <laughs> but um, yeah, you also have the North Node in the sixth house, which means the North Node is the area that was undeveloped in your life, like in a child, early, early childhood, it was not developed. So like a stable routine, a structure, a good eating as well, like routine, 
uh, habits you didn't form really like taking care of yourself habits as a child and you weren't given that structure as a child at least in my case I find because I have the same placement oh that's interesting then okay yeah and so you kind of have to it's a struggle because you're so good at procrastinating because uh you have the north node and then the south node falls on the the opposite house so it's the 12th house and 12th house is known as the house of procrastination as well so Uh, you're like totally used to procrastination but like in this lifetime what you we have to do is show up for ourselves in our in opposites of better habits oh my god we're just we're just doing everything right I think is what yeah is what I'm hearing <laughs> can we be more ourselves Jesus that's it as well and also learn how to get money I think because it falls in your Scorpio house and falling in Scorpio which mine also falls uh what I think it, it does is it's something about dealing with money. Scorpio is usually like dealing with money from other people. But I think what in this case is, is maybe like find routines that allow you to make money and not having to depend on other people so much. Oh, that's interesting. Um, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that um, makes sense. Just a quick question. Mm. So you know how you said that you also have that placement? Mm-hmm. Is it, mm-hmm. is it like, a, do you know if it's like a common thing amongst friends that people have? Probably, probably, because, I mean, you're compatible with the people that you're friends with usually, right? Yeah. So yeah, it's I mean, usual <laughs> that you have similar things, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, so I guess that makes sense. But I just didn't know whether there was like, I mean, I know that people do like friendship compatibilities and relationship compatibilities mm-hmm. and stuff. But because I was just thinking like in terms of the different like options mm-hmm. probably have like so many different permutations yeah yeah so yeah, yeah. interesting yeah. absolutely it's just really interesting I think this is really interesting <laughs> <laughs> but did I tell you I find it really interesting is there a house that um, explains why I keep saying that <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's Aquarius <laughs> okay, okay. So like, yes uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes it's my time <laughs> anyhow but you also have Pluto in it. Pluto is a really sm- slow moving planet. Really slow. It's so um, small and so far away. <laughs> and uh, it's also in Scorpio, which is also in mine. So it, they, they call these slow moving pan- planets generational planets. Because, for example, my year of 94 and your year of 95 have, have this placement. Mm-hmm. So it's like generations, like for three years, Saturn will be... Well, Saturn is really a personal planet, but... Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto will be in a sign for like the longest freaking time. Okay. So it's like 10 years of like the same sign or something like that. So it's like it kind of constructs the generation, right? Oh, cool. So, okay. so my generation, your generation have Pluto in Scorpio, which means that we were not allowed to have power, to get into power. Um, I think we are also here to, to kind of revolutionize this the the power structure in the workplace especially for us because it's in the sixth house so it's kind of like routines uh to mm-hmm. to, to kind of transform the routines be gone with the old ways of doing things that come in with new ways of doing things and also to be powerful because i think our generation was is still not allowed to be in power and mm. like the previous generation has been in power for so freaking long that we now live in a completely different world from what we were taught from what, yeah 
yeah that really the world is going to be in yeah the world is going to be we're just frustrated because we want the power to be given to us but it's still not given to us but we're going to revolutionize so anyhow moving on uh we got the seventh house it a seventh seventh house seventh house in sagittarius like moi oh my god we love sagittarius people probs i do <laughs> i freaking love them sagittarius boys and girls <laughs> but you have jupiter in sag which is like the best placement for jupiter because uh, <laughs> no <laughs> it's so true paying you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah she paid me 20 bucks on the side yeah. um because <laughs> um, uh the ruler of sag is jupiter so it's the best place to be in because uh, no <laughs> it's, it's so true paying you <laughs> <laughs> yeah she paid me 20 bucks on the side yeah. um, <laughs> um jupiter is like your best friend my jupiter is in scorpio for example and it means i'm intense as well <laughs> oh, it, means it does nothing for me yeah it means i'm freaking intense yeah <laughs> she says and- shouting down the microphone <laughs> I'm not intense. I'm definitely not reading a non-violent communication thing. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. It's just making me laugh because I'm just thinking about me. Like, I don't want to share this too much with people. Then you're like, um, bitch, I'm just... Please talking. share, bitch. <laughs> I'm not intense. Who says yeah. I'm intense? Who said that? <laughs> no, but really. I'm going to no, talk to you and follow you until you die. <laughs> it means that as well. You're a stalker. I am. You're not. You're like a free person. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> you do have current placement. <laughs> anyway, Jupiter in Sag in the seventh house is like great. Um, because it means you're great at relationships, even though you don't think you are, you are. You're really, I think you're going to find a relationship that is international. You're going to marry somebody that's international is hell. Maybe you'll join me in going to America. Let's holla over to <laughs> Tinder in America. <laughs> you like your freedom in relationships. You like to not be tied down. Uh, you like to be um, able to do your own thing and still have your cake too, your slice of cake too. Mm. You like the, yeah, you like to be free. You like to travel with the person that you love. And you're really good at partnerships as well and arts and serving people because it's seventh house. Seventh house is the archetype is Libra and Libra is ruled by Venus. So seventh house means that you're, it's about interpersonal relationships. It's about arts. It's about uh, other people in your life. And it's about as well, the shadow side of yourself that you don't see, but is there, but that you look for in other people. You know what I mean? I know, got deep real quick. Scorpio is activating. (laughs) So wait, so what part? What was that again? So that was the. So what is that? The house or the planet or the sign? Your first house is in Gemini. First house is how other people perceive you. The seventh house is who you are, but it's the shadow. It's hidden from the public, and it's the side of you that you don't see about yourself as well, but that you have. So because it's such a relationship, relational house, the seventh house, is what you look in other people is what you're missing in yourself, but you have in yourself, but you just don't see it. Okay. 
so and then so people have I guess so I guess people would look at that then and see what they is that like compatibility then yeah in a way yeah because so like, it, like what so when if you look at yours what do you so is that why you is your seventh Sagittarius my seventh is Sagittarius yeah <laughs> oh okay and is that a coincidence that you like get on with Sagittarius boys or is it because you know that that's just oh no I've always liked them I think yeah <laughs> Of all your boyfriends, because Jake, all of my crushes, no, okay. all of my crushes, it's Jake Gyllenhaal is a Sagittarius. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal is a Sagittarius. Brad Pitt is a Sagittarius. Mm-hmm. All my crushes, uh, I've had flings with Sagittarius boys, and those were the people that I liked the most. So interesting. So what's mine? Yeah, that we gelled more. It's like personality. You, your seventh house is Sagittarius, and wait, my seventh is also Sagittarius. Yeah, babe. I'm so confused. Oh, okay. Let me have a look. I'm so and you like it even more because Jupiter is there, so it expands that house. You're like, oh, wow. please I'm give really me a Sag like boy that can give me my freedom. Yeah. Okay. I'll look at famous Sagittarius people later. Yes. Oh, and also Jupiter is the planet of, it's a planet that likes to give you lessons. So not you, you like to give the lessons about that. So it's the planet of teaching stuff. Uh, so Jupiter. you might like, yeah, Jupiter. So you might like teaching other people. Which, which is something, something that you want to do. Yeah. God, this <laughs> Legit, is so you're weird. studying for it. This yeah. Is strange. Yeah. No, it's not strange. It's 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 like so old that people have done this for years and centuries. Yeah. But yeah, Jupiter, I'm not actually making this up. Jupiter is really like like where you would teach people. Mm. Um and it's other people. It's the seventh house of other people. You like to teach other people and you might teach arts and you might teach the seventh houses of arty place as well so oh wow okay yeah so yeah moving on to your eighth house then oh and uh you might marry a foreign person which i've already said um and jupiter in a women a woman's chart represents who she's going to marry so you're definitely going to marry somebody very sagittarius like or has lots of sagittarius placements and might be foreign so. And so, why is there? Where's the like the foreign thing come into it? Is that just because the Sagittarius is a play? You you know those people that just travel loads. Yes, they're probably Sagittarius because Sagittarius people like their freedom, so they like to expand to see new cultures, to learn about new cultures, to see the world. To they're the adventurous type. They just want <laughs> to see really it's just oh, why? because actually when you put it like that when I think about it I've always thought like uh-huh. I want to be in a relationship with someone who does that already because then I it will enable me to do that and like you've said that's like yeah. the part of you that you have but you don't do it and then you can find someone else yeah that's weird yeah exactly exactly with, with yeah yeah, yeah girl. and then the eighth house is the house of uh six deep intimacy mm-hmm. which is uh, I get really annoyed because I have a ton of planets in the eighth house, but I'm not that sexual. What do you mean? In like, in what way? Like, as in, you're not got like the drive, or you're no. You see, the eighth house. People say is the house of like sexual kinks and fetishes and that sort oh. of thing. And I, I'm like so vanilla. <laughs> but, but I'm like the most vanilla person in the freaking world. But your chart says that you shouldn't be. Is that what you mean? Well, you my chart because I have like three three things major things i've got my sun my venus and my mars in the eighth house okay yeah so i should be like sex all over and i'm not (laughs) or maybe maybe you you just don't know that yet 
maybe you've just not yeah. really expressed that part of you yet I don't want to <laughs> <laughs> you're like I'm good thanks <laughs> yeah I'm good being vanilla thanks um anyway eighth house your eighth house is in um in Sagittarius as well it's right at the end of Sagittarius I think you're very free with your finances you're very like you like to spend am I saying this right no because eighth house is the house of money from others so you might receive money to travel or maybe your your partner will have enough money that you to, he takes you on like journeys traveling uh which is quite nice which is like my dream. I said, I'll marry somebody who will go on a trip with me. Maybe that's very Sagittarius descendant Sounds speaking. Like there. From both of us, yeah. And then what else? And you might also teach about finances or like how to deal with other people's resources. Um, really the eighth house, I don't really understand it that well because so it's, like it's just so well. vague. Yeah. And you're very adventurous and sex but you don't say it because your jupiter is retrograde so it means that you keep it in <laughs> okay this is okay all right you, you 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 might be the one that tries like different positions like a hundred different positions okay but you don't say to anyone oh okay uh, yeah okay uh, thank, you, jupiter. <laughs> you. <laughs> thank you jupiter for eliminating that section of my life yeah <laughs> um but your eighth house otherwise doesn't really have that much else to say, but you you like having sex with other people <laughs> because <laughs> the ruler of the eighth is in the seventh. Wow. <laughs> it means also that you might gain like money from other people, like being contracted and that sort of thing from the arts and from teaching people and from um, relating to other people uh, and teaching people. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, very relevant. Um, and then you got the ninth house the ninth house is a higher education it can also sometimes symbolize the relationship you have with your dad maybe or like no not with your dad but like authority figures um sometimes sometimes um or like the beliefs of your family like the religious beliefs or like the principles or like the beliefs in general Mm -hmm. and you have neptune there Uranus is like on its way out like it goodbye it's in the ninth house still but like it's like on the way out from Capricorn because your ninth house begins in Capricorn so I think you have a very traditional way of thinking in your beliefs but you also have Neptune there which opens your your your, expands your mind a bit but you do like to have a structure and you do like that I was going to say structure of uni because it is Cap because you do like that structure but at the same time that you Neptune is the planet that represents also films and stuff and um, more visual arts because uh, it's associated with Pisces and Pisces is quite an artistic sign and um, Neptune is a very artistic wishy-washy planet but I don't know how else to explain it, but it's very artistic. And it's also very related to the visual arts and film, especially. In the ninth house, ninth house is your house of higher education. So maybe you studied film, which you freaking did. Um, yeah. yeah. Did um, you, and you're still studying film. Uh, I was just going to say, so with yours, because you did two very separate things that you studied, like obviously one you were like, oh, this isn't yeah. Was that yeah. to do with like when you see your chart, is that, does that In the ninth house, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because um, I've got my Saturn there, 
in the ninth house. Mm-hmm. So Saturn is a planet that delays things and that uh, creates opposition. It's almost like you're forced to learn in that area. Um, you're forced to overcome an obstacle in that area. And also like father, uh, limiting beliefs from father figures, from authorities. Mm-hmm. And so I've had to break free of that in the ninth house. So that's legit my life is written yeah. on my birth chart. Yeah. Wow. Um, but you also have Uranus and you have the moon in the ninth. Even though Uranus and moon are in Aquarius, which is a great placement to have Uranus. It's like Aquarius is ruled by Saturn and it's ruled by Uranus. Um, and so you've got Uranus there in Aquarius, but it's still okay. in, in the ninth house. And your moon is also in there. So it's I think it's great. I think you have a very different way of thinking. I think you kind of combine the traditional sense of like going to uni and learning and higher education with the way that you think, because you think in a very different way, in a very like uh, community-based way, because Aquarius is all about communities as well. So I think you do have that focus in internet and uh, maybe you'll learn through the internet. Hey ho, hey, what like now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think you have a, a unique perspective on learning and higher education that you can bring out as well. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think you like to discuss uh, new topics, interesting topics that are hey <laughs> interesting. Have I said yeah. like interesting stuff <laughs> <laughs> that are very different? And um, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think you're very connected to higher education and you do like learning a lot. I do. I do like learning. Yeah, moving on. Because um, I don't know what else to say about this placement. Um, you got the 10th house and you MC. Your MC is also conjunct your moon, um, which is about to leave the ninth house, but it's there. Uh, it's almost transitioning to the 10th house, which means you do really care about how other people perceive you on the internet. And yeah, no. like a lot. <laughs> no. True. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the 10th house is an Aquarius, your one. So it means you, your career might relate to the internet. It might relate to communities. It might relate to uh, social media stuff. The ruler of your 10th house is in Saturn. It's Saturn and it's in the 11th house. And also the other ruler of Aquarius is Uranus and it's in the ninth house. So whatever you do in your professional life, I think it's going to be related to either higher learning or like educating people or traveling even um, because ninth house is also a house of travel. Mm -hmm. But it's also going to be about social media or just like community. Aquarius is having Aquarius as Aquarius as a 10th house MC, a 10th house of career, of status, of public persona, of how you appear to others in your career, your professional ambitions and, and your status. It means that it can delay things because the ruler of Aquarius is Saturn and Saturn is the planet of delays. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it means that like up until you're like 27, you might find that your career is just at a standstill. Like you might be working towards it, but like you won't see the results, the fruits of it. You just won't see anything. Because it's delayed. Because oh. it's, it's because of Saturn. Yeah, because of Saturn is the ruler of your 10th. Yeah. Mm. And your your 10th house is ruled by Aquarius, which means you like to do things that are it's totally diffs, totally different from other people. You just want to be individ- an individual in your career. You don't want to follow the trends. You don't want to follow the crowd. You want to be your own person. 
Are you frozen? Oh no, you're just like not. <laughs> I'm just thinking. <laughs> <laughs> just being cold as an Aquarius. <laughs> and yeah, you just like be different and you bring new things to the workplace. And I think that's fabulous. And there's also a thing about having the moon conjunct your midheaven that says you pro- you project a warm and caring, sympathetic image in public. You feel comfortable in groups of people and would do well working in front of the public. You can make people think you belong to them. You have a genuine, you have genuine sympathy for others and would do well in a protective role of caring and nurturing, even advertising or public relations. Eve, I think this is public relations. I think it's your forte. Yeah. Yes. Um, this aspect also makes people extra sensitive with, with powerful emotions. Events in your childhood have a strong effect on your whole life. Early conditioning probably had a great influence, especially from your mother, in helping work out what type of career you wanted. How this played out depends on how emotionally supportive she was. Depending again on your mother's influence, you probably have a strong maternal instinct. One possible downside of to this favorable aspect, which really is and can bring you to to be famous. Um, okay. okay. But one possible downside is, downside is the tendency to be too passive or submissive in setting and following your goals, especially in Aquarius, because Aquarius is ruled by dreams. It also relates to like your career ambitions and dreams and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And since you have Saturn in your 11th house, which is the house, the 11th house, the archetype is Aquarius. So it means that your hopes, dreams, aspirations are a little bit like delayed in execution okay. or in seeing the results, but okay. you, you're going to achieve them because Venus is there helping out. Like That's Venus so is here like, bitch, I'm here, bitch. Like, you don't even <laughs> try to stop me. But yes, does that resonate at all? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. Then. <laughs> yeah. You're just like, getting okay. anything more. In. No, no, it does. It does. It's just it's interesting. It's like new information. That's all. It's just like okay. Yeah. It's yeah. yeah. It makes it, it it makes sense. I think. Let me just. It's 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 weird when you hear these things because it's new information, but then it's also so familiar. But it's not mm-hmm. something that I'm you know, used to thinking about. It's almost yeah. like you feel it, but you don't ever express it. So then mm-hmm. when you it, yeah, it's weird. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, I like it. It's this funny feeling. I'm <laughs> it made me laugh though when you said um that it makes people I make people feel like I belong to them. <laughs> I know it's so Especially weird. Enough, it makes it sound like it could, this could either be really manipulative or it's just because I always think that I'm someone who I'm not I don't think I'm manipulative, but I think I'm someone who definitely like changes depending on who I'm with. Oh my god, that was like ease. that was in that yeah. That, I, I cut it out, but that was one section. That was one par- paragraph on the thing that I was looking at yeah. that I didn't include. But it was that yeah. of the moon placement there yeah. in the ten. Because it's because it, but then it's not being like two faced. I think it's just being. I guess it's that kind of thing of like perception and yeah, it's emotional. Yeah, uncomfortable. You're just like yeah. You match the person where they are at. Yeah, yeah. Rather than because yeah. I think there's definitely some like personalities that are. You know, people that are like, I'm Marmite, like, this is me, I'm always like this, you either love me or you hate mm. me, whereas I'm one of those people that I, like, I always find it really difficult when I had, like, a boyfriend meet my friends, or I had a friend meet work friends, or mm. those kind of crossovers, not because I was, like, different, but because it was like, oh, I'm like... It's a different this interaction, like yeah. This, this person, yeah, which I think is often misunderstood, I must say. I think so too, I think so too. 
Because you can bring out different aspects of yourself to different people, and it mm. doesn't mean you're fake. It's just a different aspect of yourself being exactly being brought out. Yeah. Okay. Eleventh house: group of friends, communities, social media interactions with other people out there in the world, being seen by the world as well. Um. So you got Saturn here. I think you have the same placement as uh, Ocasio Cortez. Uh, I think she has Saturn in the eleventh or the tenth. But then she oh. has definitely Venus in the 11th, I think, or something in the 11th that brings out her wanting to deal with communities yeah. uh, and caring about the communities and stuff like that. Yeah, so your 11th house also starts in Aquarius and the ruler of Aquarius is obviously Saturn and Saturn is in the 11th house, but it is in Pisces. It's because you, your, your Pisces is intercepted. So your 11th house starts in Aquarius and then it, be, it the 12th house starts in aries so your 11th house oh my god there's a bug crossing the, the screen <laughs> anyway so the 11th house has pisces in it but it doesn't touch pisces so that's what i'm saying okay um so uh saturn is in the 11th and uh it means that you're afraid it means that you're afraid to be involved in communities maybe you're afraid of you have some maybe common come, come limitations in your groups and maybe you had uh, dramas in the groups and um, or just like the people that you related with um, okay. in group in a group forum. Um, so you're kind of like put off by 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 being part of the community. So you kind of in because of your sun and your mercury, you have a tendency to isolate yourself. Oh, okay. But you do okay. you do really like. Um, working with communities working online working with digital media with um technology in relating to other people and creating communities because aquarius is also about technology it's very interesting i think why your nc is in aquarius and my son venus and mars is in aquarius i think i bring out that bit of you of this the career okay yeah, because my my essentially how I am is like you're like oh I want that this is gonna sound so pretentious <laughs> I want to be like that feel like I'm the best but like how like my drives are what you want as a career okay does that yeah. make any sense well, that yeah, doesn't that make any sense, sense. No, I think is that it? Sense. Okay, well it's in the same way that I said to you in like the power hour thing I was like you're someone that's really you do like when you want to do something you do something which is how I mm-hmm. want to be. Like we think mm-hmm. about like the podcast. I mm-hmm. wanted to, I've wanted to do something like this, but you're someone mm-hmm. that will do it, and I want to mm-hmm. be like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, essentially, yeah, yeah. I just what I do more naturally. Like I want to do this. Let's do it in the social media. You're like kind of like shy, daydreaming about it, and then you someone comes in yeah. and says that you're like yes, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Basically, yeah, that's it. That's me. <laughs> that's me. But it's also because of your Saturn. So I think once you're past the 27th age, you're gonna be you can be good. Oh, when your Saturn you're getting older. That's why I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You could start living when you're older. <laughs> so what does that mean about you then? So if, if you're so my MC is actually in Aries. Oh, we have in yours is in Aquarius. Well, even though we have the same ascendant, our houses don't fall in the same places. Mm-hmm. Which is quite interesting, I think, because the twelfth house is where your sun and your Mercury is, and my 
tent house is is in Aries. I think what it means is that um, who you are is who I want to be. <laughs> I think we just compliment each other. We just yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. Oh, man. Good deal. <laughs> yes, we are. Talking about the eleventh house, Saturn Pisces. You have to overcome your fears. Saturn Pisces is all about the fears. Uh, procrastination as well. Saturn in Pisces is very known for procrastinating. You also want to be creative and maybe there's a fear stopping you there and you want to be creative in the public eye. You you want to be creative in dealing with communities, but I think you have the fear, obviously, of being judged. <laughs> obviously. Mm-hmm, obviously. Um, <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> but you do like it. You do like it. And you do have this aspect of you that is more fearless because you your Venus starts is like at 0.07 degrees of Aries okay and Aries is quite a fearless sign and you do like that aspect of being fearless and blah blah blah. but with Saturn there you kind of have this like dichotomy you're like I want to be fearless and I like being fearless but at the same time you're like Jesus Christ I'm so scared I can't be asked (laughs) yeah and I just want to procrastinate Mm. um it makes sense so yeah oh wait let me just talk about the 11th house again because your saturn is in pisces and the ruler of pisces is neptune and jupiter so eve you're definitely going to teach communities i think because mm. like because your neptune is in the ninth house which is the house of higher learning and your jupiter is in the seventh house which is and it's in sagittarius which means just teaching others mm-hmm. so Either it's on social media or whatevs, you're going to be teaching people or you're going to be teaching in universities in a higher degree. Or you're like, oh my God, my aspirations are coming to Yeah, but can it just happen? Because I really can't be asked to do it. <laughs> can it just be given to me? Yeah. <laughs> and then your 12th house, ruled, it's in Aries, so it's ruled by Mars. And your Mars is in the fourth house uh, in Leo. And I think your tendency to isolate Obviously, you isolate at home. That's your like tendency because fourth house is the home. Mm-hmm. So you're like, I want to isolate at home. Um, but I think also, why did I sound like I want to show Megan? I want to isolate at home. <laughs> <laughs> but you also, you're quite driven to isolate at home or to be at home or to work from home. I, mean, I think you like well during this pandemic, I must say. <laughs> it's been the shocker that it's been for everyone else. So that is probably because I'm used to this. This is fine. This is my comfort zone. <laughs> exactly and it's where you feel like you can shine where you can be yourself in a way and yeah and then you've got your sun and your mercury in the 12th in taurus your hidden talents are definitely in a way your stability and your sense of groundedness in yourself and i think you are very good at knowing who you are and keeping like even though you might give other people the idea that you're different people to different people uh, you're still the same person and you know who you are and you don't feel the need to sh- just say like oh no actually I'm like this person blah blah you don't you don't have that ego compensation I feel and okay. if you do it's stuck at home it's like I can't see it hmm. other people can't see it but it's like it's, it's any, yeah. yeah it's contained at home hmm. and in the home and in the family but yeah I think I think Taurus people are very like they really know their value that's what I've figured out in Taurus people. They really value themselves and they really know their value and they don't take crap from other people. And they know how to set boundaries and 
they're also very like they love themselves like <laughs> they do like themselves even though they might have their insecurities but I think you do have that sense of value is more innate to you than to other people yeah and uh I think who you are is also very artistic as I was saying uh very into the performing arts and that's very much where your hobbies lie I think that's that's what it is and it's very Venusian very feminine very different your mercury is also in taurus i think you have a really structured way of saying things and you do mm. um but that's taurus is all about the structure and stability and, and consistency and i think you are consistent with your with your thoughts and with your personality i think you are yeah. But you need to, if you want, I think, especially with your chart being so other people oriented, I think for you, a challenge would be to get out of that isolation and just, and to show that side of you to your, to other people mm-hmm. because you do like it. You're just afraid. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And you do want to do like social media, but you're just scared. Yeah, yeah it's it, and this is like exactly what, I, what we were saying earlier. Yeah, like I enjoy doing it and I'm proud of what I'm doing and I'm like this is really great but then as soon as I think about someone seeing it I'm like oh just suppress just suppress that mm. yeah. and that's very much your sun and mercury in the 12th nature and you you can be quite aggressive with yourself with your thoughts mm-hmm. um, about yourself because uh, the 12th house is you're like your shadow you're in the thoughts and subconscious that's that's what it is hmm. and you may also like to work out i don't know <laughs> 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 so aries like to likes to work out yes, um, that's true that's true oh maybe with the thing with the ic as well maybe that's what it is because leo is a fire sign and you have mars in a fire sign which is great mm. maybe you do like to work out and maybe you do like to stay fit and be but it's to... true <laughs> yeah so hey ho Hey ho, but this is your chart reading, Eve. It was very extensive, wasn't it? It was. Well I mean, we, we can still do aspects, but I don't know aspects yet. I mean, I, I haven't learned aspects in like five years. I'm, I'm always like, I don't know aspects. And I can try to learn, but it's so complicated. I don't even know. I mean, this is complicated. It's so impressive that you, like, I know you, I was like, you were like, oh, I'm not the queen of whatever. But like the fact that you have a level of understanding, it's basically a different language. Like for me, yeah, it, is. it feels like a yeah. different language. I'm like, because you're making connections between things and things are called something completely different. Same, and like even the same things are called two different things, like mm. things that represent, other, I don't know. Yeah, I think. It's yeah, the, the, yeah, yeah, one sign can have two ruling planets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. It's very impressive. But this has been really, mm. it's just so interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I say this? Um, Curse MC. <laughs> but it's 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 weird it's so odd like there's something really fulfilling about hearing like comfort like confirmation of mm-hmm. how you feel because it almost takes the pressure off not not that it's like now it's not like it's not up to me anymore but I suppose that's why people I guess like you say like oh so, you know it's retrograde or whatever like something mercury's in retrograde it's like oh okay well people genuinely pay attention to that because it's like well nothing I'm going to do is going to go how I need it to when this mm-hmm. is happening yeah it's just it's interesting I think I definitely I just think it's silly that people dismiss it because obviously I've sat here pretty much the entire time and been like yes I can relate to this and oh, I good. if that's a rare thing or whether that's just but I feel or, or because you hear that people do these kind of things and they're just like oh it's just a load of rubbish mm-hmm. but whether these are people that just aren't very in tune with who they are or they don't look yeah. inward very often 
but I think it might be a, a combination of everything. Mm. Um, readings. I speak like I'm a professional astrologer. Well, people. Um, pay, that's what I was thinking halfway through. I was like, people pay for this. Like, I'm not. I'm not going to charge for this. Like, no. I don't want to be an astrologer. <laughs> no, no, but but people do. Like, people make money out of people it. People do absolutely, absolutely, yeah. because people want the confirmation, that validation that they can be who they want to be. Mm. It and not. if it's not in the chart, then you you just constantly or constantly googling. Oh, but like maybe this aspect means this. I mean, maybe it means that I can do what I want to do. And I've done that before, and it's just so stupid. It's like, bitch, just do what you want. Like, don't wait for a birth chart to tell you that you can do what you want to do. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> Let me just say something. Um, you've got Uranus as well currently transiting near your Mercury, which might mean you know, like the the current Uranus is transiting your natal Mercury. That's what I'm saying. My natal Mercury. Yeah, which is when you were born. Oh yes. <laughs> okay, I'm with you. <laughs> My like, natal Mercury. Like, is that, that a different pregnancy? Mercury? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not pretty, am I? <laughs> but I was born, so yes, I understand. <laughs> yes. yes. And I think when we started the podcast, you had also Mars transiting. If I'm correct, let me have a look. Because I, I find so. this interesting because maybe we started the the chat the, the podcast right when it was it was not in your Mercury. Wait one second. You know, I feel like we should have that kind of ooh, music. Uh, oh, <laughs> I'm joking. I think we should have the X Files one. Yeah, that can be the intro. Oh my god, it was! So Mars and Uranus were transiting your Mercury when we recorded. So tell me what Mercury is the planet of the communication. So Mercury is the planet of communication. Uranus represents kind of the internet as well, interwebs, technology, uh, communicating as well, but mm-hmm. via other connects, via electricity. And uh, Mars is the planet of drive, ambition. You go ahead and do it. We freaking did it when it was transiting your Mercury. And what was it for yours then? Let me see. (laughs) (laughs) Might not have anything to do with it. (laughs) Or or we will find that it was like, say, when you messaged me and said, should we do it? Like, you never know. Like, that might have been. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. That might have been your No, because mine was transiting the 11th house my 11th house the 11th house is of communities of interwebs of social media so mine was like ideal as well yeah and my venus uh, uh my venus which is the ruling planet of taurus which is in my, uh, my taurus is the 11th house is in my eighth in aquarius and uh mercury had just uh, was in the middle of aquarius but i had i had a bunch of planets entering aquarius like i've got saturn jupiter Mercury, Moon, in Aquarius wow. at the time. So it's like going to be a year for me. Going down. <laughs> and Pluto is going to enter soon as well. Jeez. Pluto's finally. But yes, very interesting. Very interesting how it can relate. That that was my reading. I hope you guys yeah. enjoyed it. And I hope I, everyone I, didn't, yeah, didn't feel like it was just oh. me like, oh my God, don't tell them this. <laughs> <laughs> I am a private person. I do have Mercury in 12th house. Now you can justify yourself. I just yeah. have Mercury in 12th. For example, I can sound really wishy-washy because I have an unstructured way of thinking. And that's because my Mercury is in Pisces. And Pisces is all about 
the dissolution of, of boundaries is all about murky waters. And so I just speak, the way I speak is very much like, whoa, all over the place. <laughs> and Saturn is conjunct my Mercury, which means that this is my frustration. This is what I need to learn in life how to communicate and it will come after the age of 27 hello i'm waiting (laughs) i am here and this is my uh exercise in communication so it came at the age of 27 well that's so weird yeah so odd do you see these did you see these things happening before they happened or or do you often like do you look forward or do you often look back to explain things or like do you forecast? I look forward. I, I can forecast, but I like, I usually don't know exactly because my knowledge is limited. It may seem like it's not, but it is of astrology. And so I can only assume, I mean, obviously everybody can only assume the future. <laughs> but, but it's been told like after the age of 27, the Saturn will be activated and um, you'll have to learn and learn how to deal with the area that it's in and with the planets it is aspecting. And I've always known that Mercury was a planet that I had to deal with, especially because I have Chiron, the wounded healer, in my third house. And third house is the house of communications. And then mm-hmm. my Mercury is in the ninth house of higher education. And uh, and so I've had trouble with, like, me. <laughs> Being me, allowing myself to have my own mind mm. in uh, higher education and in communicating. And now after the age of 27, I am free. You did it. You made it. Free to express my Pisces mind, and so hopefully Saturn will be bring the structure to that. And this is Defo helping me to structure my thoughts for sure. Because yeah. if you listen back to like episode number one, I'm like, oh, oh I was like, do I think God? Not about you. Please don't listen. <laughs> the general thing, like, just skip through to a couple of episodes. It's, you don't need to read, like listen to the first ones. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, I like this. And yeah. Saturn Saturn is about consistency. So Eve, you have to consistently make an effort to put yourself out there to communities, to deal with social media, deal mm-hmm. with the internet, deal yeah. with uh, peeps. Yeah, okay. Because peeps love you and you just have to love yourself with the peeps. I will endeavour peeps. to do that. So everyone, yeah. I will make my social media public. There you go. <laughs> yes, that, that is the message. That will be the today. first step. That's so funny that we talked all about that before this. And then, yeah. Yeah. And it has relevancy, yeah. It does. Well, thank you. Yes, you're welcome. You're welcome. And thank you. Oh, okay. And thank you, everybody, for for listening to this. If you got to the end, well done. That was like a challenge in in and of itself. And uh, (laughs) thank you for listening to my ramblings. And if you disagree with anything that I said about Eve's chart, and if you're an astrology head, please leave us a comment on uh, iTunes or send us an email on showingupbabseve at uh, gmail.com or send us a message because we're going to post soon on our social media at showingupbabseve Instagram. And or and or leave us a message on our personal uh, challenge Instagram, yeah. uh, which is Babs and Stuff. And what was it? Nights. Night Sky Disco. Yeah. Night Sky Disco. Said it now. So that's it. <laughs> I like it. Thank you everyone for listening. Thank you, Babs, for taking us through the very complicated world of astrology. 
um, mm. and talking to someone who knows very little. So I'm hoping everyone else who listens feels like they understand it a bit more because I definitely do. I feel like I've been given now like even more like I've, I've had the like I'm over the hump so now I want to like I feel like I can understand it more and I want to know more so mm-hmm. I hope everyone else feels the same um but we don't know what we're talking about next week so again holy moly yeah well we'll definitely be going over our challenge our challenge our second week of the challenge and yeah I guess we'll talk about something maybe follow us well, we'll yeah. <laughs> yeah maybe you'll find out through social media so tune in show up for yourself this week ladies and gents post on social media be proud of who you are show yourself off be like I'm that bad bitch and uh, tag Eddie Vedder <laughs> yeah tag Eddie Vedder yeah I was just having a look that uh, Dick Van Dyke is also a Sagittarius so there you go I've always loved Dick Van Dyke oh see well, no, that was, I mean, that was kind of a joke, but also Dick Van Dyke's just lovely. I just, I just love Dick Van Dyke. Anyway, I'm going to stop saying Dick Van Dyke Dick. <laughs> and let everyone I'm go. I'm going to name my precious thingy Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to put this podcast on explicit <laughs> content. But yeah, thank you very much. Yes, we'll speak. See you next week. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs>